thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Yeah, it is. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. This is me, your sweet, lovable host. Yeah, it is. The darker lipstick on for a change. All right, this is Steve Taylor. Sing it with me if you know it, okay? The Christian Counselor wrote, hey, who is the only human choice ahead? If you can't support it, why don't you abort it instead? You say you pray to the sky? Why? When you're afraid to take a stand down here. You should get online. Say it ain't none of my business, huh? A woman's got a right to choose. Now the grave digger, what? You pull the trigger, what oh yeah? Whatever, Whatever happened, happened to sin? Yeah, good question, people. Mm-hmm. This is so appropriate for today. I heard the reverend say, Gay, Gay. it's probably like normal in the good Lord's sight. What's to be debated? Jesus never stated what's right. Mm-hmm. I know theology nuts. What? The Reverend may be a little confused. If it don't, don't care when he chooses to ignore that. Tell it to the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, ready? Whoa. This is the ultimate lifestyle, huh? Morality lies within. Conscience is arrested. Please repeat the question again. Whatever happened to sin? You're so good-looking, handsome. Yeah, you are. Little sort of rap here. When the closets are empty and the clinics are full, and your eyes have been blinded by society's fold. Oh. If you don't care now how the problems get solved, you can shake your head later that you never got called. Cause a call keeps ringing from the throne of gold, but you never got the message. Got the message Cause your mind's on hold. Embellish the truth, yeah. We're made to be broken, right? You gotta play the game to win. When you need support, tell them that you're born again. Yeah. Whatever happened to sin? Yep. Play that sax. Yeah, it is. Good sax. That sounded funny. That's right. That was awesome, wasn't it? That was Steve Taylor from his uh, famous CD, I Want to Be a Clone. (laughs) Which, you know, is really kind of funny because, like, who really wants to be a clone? Really. If you get cloned... Well, actually, there's this thing's called there's this thing called a cuddle clone, right? 
that we had made of our beloved Tuggy Bear, who's now passed over the alleged rainbow bridge. We don't really know if there's really a rainbow bridge, people, but well, just saying, the legend he's... is that go over the bridge, goes to the bridge, oh, to wait and for waits me. for us to, and then we cross over together. Oh. I'm just so <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I don't know who originated that. It was somebody with a vivid imagination <laughs> who decided that this is how you deal with grief. Dying. Yes, we'll just make a story up and the whole uh. world will decide to believe it. And next thing you know, we're all pat. But what happens to negative evil cats? Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do they really go past the Rainbow Bridge? Or isn't there a little bridge that goes straight to the abyss <laughs> for those cats? I mean, seriously. Give me an amen if you hear that. <laughs> Path lined with catnip. Um, <laughs> could you imagine? Wouldn't that be hell for a cat to give them catnip, and but, but they can never get to it? And they put mm -hmm. a cardinal over there trying to get the bird the whole time. That's mm -hmm. the eternal hell for a cat. That would be awful. <laughs> Revelation does tell us that New Jerusalem, that the dogs are outside. The gate. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, I how are you? I think it's metaphorical there, but... Yeah. Nice to see you guys. Mm -hmm. I actually, I saw this... Okay, here's a public service announcement. Be very careful what you buy online on Facebook and Instagram, okay? Because there are websites out there. That look all great. So just to give you an example, yesterday I was in Facebook and I was clicking through. I was like, oh, look at this. Ad. Look at this. This uh, website has all these really pretty, very beautiful animal T-shirts on there. It has like cats with rain, with um, butterflies coming up. They're beautiful, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should go and buy some of this stuff. So I clicked over and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy like five of these really beautiful t-shirts they're so so pretty right and there was i was going through them and there was do i have a piece here yeah there was this um one particular picture picture of a cat with a with a a butcher knife with blood drop, dripping off it do you remember what the caption said yeah what did the say? caption was simply what yeah like what what did i do <laughs> what like what are you looking at <laughs> I was just cutting up a fish for my dinner. I mean, that would be the, 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 anyway, it was cute in a morbid type dark way. Um, just so you know, cat lovers, I've had a cat since I was 18 years old, pretty much the whole time. And I'm 51 and a half right now. Okay. Just saying. So I've, I've owned a, uh, you know, a cat forever. Or the cats own me. Whatever. But anyway, long story short, I'm looking at this stuff and I'm like going, this is so cool. I'm going to go buy, I'm going to go buy some stuff. Right? But then I had a thought come into my head and the thought was, why don't you Google this place? Just do a search on reviews for this website. Because I got a feeling in my stomach about it. So I Googled it. And sure enough, up comes up Trustpilot and some of the other review sites giving this place one star. And most people who wrote one star said they wish they could give it zero stars. And there was like 800 and something reviews of one star. All talking about how it's a scam site and 
and they got crappy quality stuff. Some of it never came and the stuff that came they wanted to return and then they're going to charge them for shipping and it all came from Hong Kong and China. And I was so sad afterwards. <laughs> I was like, seriously? These are like the super coolest shirts ever. And it said that this company has gone out of business and they're doing a super sale right now. <laughs> And they have to sell all their inventory, which should be a warning to you, people. If you ever see that in an Instagram or a Facebook ad, then do not buy from that website. I actually bought from one of these websites. It was a Christian website. It mm. took over three months for me to get my T-shirt. Just saying. And so I'm just, this is a public service announcement. Do not buy anything online off Instagram or or well, I, I don't Until know you research it well. Yeah, because you're going to get I've, ripped off. I've found some good things. Mm. I've made some good purchases prompted by an Instagram ad. So. I'm still waiting for my neck brace that, that you put on your neck and you pump it up so it pulls your neck up. Because, <laughs> you know, I, got a, I have a pinched nerve in my neck and so when i play a lot of pickleball like i did today by the way i played super awesome today you always do yeah i do tomorrow you're getting your butt kicked mister thanks yeah, for are. the warning um but yeah so that is a public service announcement be very careful what you buy online okay yeah it's attraction thing yeah actually what it is it looks kind of like a um um uh blood pressure cuff thing except you put it on your neck and then you put you you use the squirt thing the the air thingy and then it it actually it's supposed to pull your your neck up randall told me where to buy it i bought it from that site and i have not gotten it i yet. didn't tell you where to buy it i was pointing out some other product on the site and then you saw that and <laughs> so don't drag me into this i'd drag you anywhere yeah i would no you're super cute looking. Yeah, you are. <laughs> We've got a show to do. Yeah, we do. All right. Anyway, um, today is uh, the end of the week. And all this week in our Daily Disciples group, we have been talking about Colossians and Philippians. And my goal and my desire. Is to get you into the Word of God, people. You need to get into God's Word. I will, Trace. I will tell you how it works after I get it. I don't know what I'm going to get. It could be a month or two months. Who knows? But anyway, here's the thing. Research shows that if you read the Bible four days or more a week, then a whole bunch of nice stuff happens in your life. Good, great stuff, right? But research also shows if you read the Bible three days or less per week, you are not identifiable as a Christian. You look just like a heathen. Zero statistical difference between you and anybody else if you read the Bible three days or less a week. Okay, now you're like, why do you keep saying this? Because it's true. Do you know how many people do not have a biblical worldview? Do you know how many people actually have a biblical worldview? Okay, here's the research. The research shows... That 96% of self-identified Christians do not have a biblical worldview. Now, if you're super good in math like I am, 
And you know that 4% of people actually do. And even that, it's actually less than that. Because when you actually parse the numbers a little bit lower, it's probably closer to 1% to 2%. And what do you mean by biblical worldview? What I mean by a biblical worldview is that you believe on moral issues, which are all biblical issues, the way that the Bible says, for example, marriage is defined as one man and one woman, period. If you are a Christian who believes that homosexuality and, quote, homosexual marriage is legit and awesome and that's super great and cool, then you are unbiblical on that point of view because the Bible condemns homosexuality as a sin, just so you know, and an abomination, which I know those are fighting words, right? Yeah, they are. Um, abortion. The Bible condemns abortion. Actually, it says thou shall not murder, period. It also says in Proverbs 24 that we need, we should rescue those who are going swift to slaughter. Well, yeah, and I, I was reading that today. I was too. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the next verse, um, uh, I was reading in the, the Tree of Life version, so I don't even have it memorized. But it basically says, you can't say, we didn't know, you know, as no. an excuse. And and the first thing that came to mind was the Holocaust. Mm. That True, good point. Many a testimony, people that did know, but they thought, who are we to go against the government? We can't, we know these people going by in the trains and the cattle cars are going to their deaths, but what can we do about it? We can stand in our churches and sing louder so we don't have to hear the train going by but then i thought well abortion happening you know i well know about that uh what about anyone going to spend uh an eternity uh apart from christ and you know an event you know in the in the lake of fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels i know that i can't say look i didn't know i do know and so it's on me to well See, that's another issue, hell, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know do you know how many people, let's get serious. Do you know how many people who say that they're Christians who do not believe in hell? Right? I mean, this has been the cover of Time and Newsweek and US News and World Report in the past. They've done all these stories, does hell really exist? blah blah blah. Hell does exist. And you do not want to go there. Yeah, you know, many years ago, I was speaking to a prospective Gideon. Hi, Jerry, by the way. I said hi. Over there on YouTube. We got a, we got a viewer on YouTube. Yeah, we yeah, do. Woohoo! We're moving up in the world, people. Anyway, anyway years ago, I was uh, speaking to a prospective <laughs> Gideon and you know, going through the application to apply for membership in the Gideon's International. There's a statement of faith on there. And one of those statements of faith is, is, you know, believing in everlasting condemnation for the unsaved. And this guy says, well, I don't know. I can't hang with that. I don't, I don't see that it's everlasting. You know, I, you know, I think, yeah, they won't go to heaven, but I don't. And then turned over to Matthew chapter 25, right? And I said, well, it's says here, you know, depart from me into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. 
you know what what's hard about that and it's like it's like the first time he never read it and he's like oh okay <laughs> like when he just saw the words of Yeshua the words of Jesus yeah okay I believe it but so that tells me that in whatever tradition although we you know profess to be a Christ follower whatever you know congregation or tradition he was of um, Bible reading was not a big part of it. Hey, Carol, over on Facebook. And it's hard to have a biblical worldview if you're not familiar with the Bible. Just saying. I I would think that would cut off the blood flow to your carotid. Oh, to oh, your carotid your artery. Carot. Yeah. No, apparently it just chokes you as it. Pulls I mean, your it's, head like, up. Like no, inflated, it's like like an it's like an inflatable <laughs> pillow. I mean, it's got to press pretty hard. The random, to... the random thoughts. Hey, James, um, everyone, Periscope. Um, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> and we've got like a rope around your neck. You know, the the sentence of old is hung by the neck until dead because it's not a instant thing. Anyway, a little gruesome there. But even that's like with a rope you know like an inflatable pillow kind of thing that's not going to create enough pressure to... apparently will it create enough volume to lift up your chin to relieve some of the gravity pressure of your head on your neck but yeah it'd have to be like intense pressure and a little vinyl you know inflatable to cut off your circulation anyway back to back back to the bible people yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, biblical worldview. That's that's those are just a couple of examples. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, let's just get on with with our uh, uh, thing here. Um, oh. The first story that we're going to talk about today are Christians around the globe who are forced to choose between abandoning God or being refused aid. This is actually over on Har Harbinger's Daily. And no, I'm not wearing my glasses, so I'm going to read this down here just so I can see it. My glasses are downstairs. Uh, all right. 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 12 to 13 says, This know also that in the last day perilous times shall come. Yeah. And, and, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving, deceiving, and being deceived. Christians from countries including Bangladesh, India, Sudan, and Malaysia say they are facing an ultimatum. They must abandon their faith if they want to receive emergency food. Families in Bangladesh are given food aid during the coronavirus Jan Vermeer, Asia Communications Director at Open Doors International, said, We have been inundated with reports of Christians telling us their communities would only give them food if they reconvert back to their original faith. While some have returned to the dominant religion in their country, others have contemplated suicide. Pastor Sam, who coordinates Open Doors work in Southeast Asia, says in rural Bangladesh, people cannot survive without the help from the community. People may die or convert back to Islam if they don't have the means to survive, he said. 
Meanwhile, Christian converts in Sudan face hunger and homelessness and lockdown unless they return to Islam. Economic decay on the back of the pandemic, especially for Christians who have given up the right to family and community support and turning from Islam has been severe, says one pastor in Western Sudan who cannot be named for security reasons. Believers from Muslim backgrounds have to be entirely self-reliant because they aren't given any support from their family, tribes, or community because of their faith, he said. But because people aren't able to work in lockdown, they don't have money for food and are finding themselves being kicked out of their homes, unable to pay rent. When Christian converts do ask for help from their Muslim community, they are told they have to give up Christianity if they want to be helped. It's a tragedy. In East Malaysia, one group of Christian students were told by their local mosque that they would have to convert back to Islam by saying the Shahada, is that right? Yeah. Prayer. I said it right, people. Yeah, I did. I feel good about myself now. <laughs> to receive any food aid from the community during the coronavirus lockdown. Pastor Sam says that it's Christians with backgrounds in religions other than Christianity who contend with the worst of the hardship. He said most of the affected Christians come from a Muslim, Hindu, or Buddhist background. Their families and communities don't agree with their new faith and won't provide any help in these circumstances. Christians don't get the support that people who follow the majority religion get. In fact, sometimes it's even worse. Extremist Muslims may tell them, we will give you food if you come back to Islam. Governments are giving assistance to a lot of people, but what happens is when you go into the field, we realize that many Christians, especially those who come from the Muslim background or from the Buddhist background, they are not able to receive the support from government because when it goes to the villages, the village head normally discriminates against the Christians. They say, well, you're a Christian. You became a Christian, so you're not part of this support. Dan Vermeer said, we don't want Christians to have to make a choice between having to eat and holding strong in their relationship with God. So we are working hard to get emergency food to people threatened with this ultimatum. So let's pray right now for these believers right now. Please join me in prayer, people. Lord, I just want to say thank you for the fact that this news has gotten to us here in America and Father, I want to pray for the believers in Bangladesh, India, Sudan, and Malaysia who are in this situation where they're dealing with evil governments who are oppressing them because they're followers of you. Lord, I pray that you would move on the hearts of leadership in these nations, that they would become believers, that they would become followers of you. Lord, I pray that you would soften their hearts, that you would bring them to places of repentance so that they could see Jesus as the Messiah and their Lord. And Lord, that they too would come out of the domain of darkness into the glorious light, which you have called us all into. And Lord, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters who are in these countries, who have taken a stand for you, who have left these false religions and they've turned to you so that they can walk in your power. And I pray that you would allow them to be fed from, from on high. Lord, just like you drop man in the wilderness, you can do that today. I believe it. Lord, just like you can use me and Randall and others to give money to these organizations to help feed these people, we pray for an abundance of people to come in and help these organizations get aid to these believers so that their families can survive and that they can thrive in the midst of a perverse and wicked generation that this currently is. Um, and Lord, I pray that you wake up the Christian church in America 
the the apathetic sleeping giant that says they believe in you but yet are sitting back and watching american idol or whatever it is they watch um, and not caring about what your word says lord we pray for a revival in this country that you would bring back the church to itself to yourself and lord that we would begin to really see the cost of, of believing in you and serving you in this dark and perverse time um, lord we thank you for your mercy on us and I thank you, Lord, for your mercy on my brothers and sisters in Christ in these countries. And we just lift them up to you in Christ's name. You know, Christian persecution is a very real thing, people. You know, I know I've said a lot. If you're new to the show, I used to write the Voice of the Martyrs persecution blog for eight years. Every day, Monday through Friday, eight years, I wrote about Christian persecution. I can't tell you the number of Christian pictures uh, that I saw of martyrs with their heads cut off, you know, or just the horrific stories that I've read and posted about through that almost decade of following Christian persecution. This is not uncommon in these countries. Um, practitioners of Islam and Buddhism or Hinduism often persecute Christians. Um, and I could tell you story after story after story of believers who made international news from Pastor Saeed to Asiya Bibi to Nagma Abedini to Miriam Ibrahim, uh, just to name a few, who have suffered and have were made international um, picture of Christian persecution. Uh, in fact, I had the blessing. It was an immense blessing. It was still it was completely, still to this day, I was... I was amazed. I got to interview Nagma Abedini, who is the wife of Pastor Saeed. Unfortunately, they got divorced, which sucks. That was a bad thing. But just talking to her and looking at what she went through, and then Miriam Ibrahim, who was in the Sudan, and she was pregnant, and they threw her in prison, pregnant, and they forced her to have her baby while her legs, and she was in chains. And I remember having her on my show, because she actually contacted me on LinkedIn, of all places. Who Go figure. She eventually... God miraculously delivered her, but she, I contacted, she, she came to my show on, I got, I got to talk to her, I connected with her on LinkedIn, invited her on the show, she came on the show, and I asked her, I said, Miriam, what was, what went through your mind knowing that here you were, you were, you were given the death sentence, and they were going to give you like a hundred lashes, which would have killed her, Okay. I mean, biblically, 39 would kill somebody, but they were going to give her, they were going to kill her by lashing her, right? I asked her, I said, what was it that got you through that when you were in this dirty, filthy Sudanese prison getting ready to have a baby in the most unsanitary conditions? You know what she said to me? She said, I wanted my little boy who was in there with me to see me not ever give up and to stand for basically what I believed in. I was his mother and it was my duty to take care of him. I was like, whoa, that's not what I was expecting. You know, I was expecting some other stuff. Hey, Natasha, nice to see you. My little sister. Yeah, you are. Hey, that's for you. Uh, anyway, um, and I was just, I was just so like moved by that because, you know, this is faith. Right? I mean, yeah, here in America, 
you know, somebody would call you a homophobe or a bigot or a hater, blah, blah, whatever. And we go close to the house and cry. <laughs> Build a bridge, get over it, people. Stand up for Christ. He died for you. Just saying. Um, this is not, un this is not an uncommon occurrence going on, right? <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So just thought I'd share that. Uh, don't forget to pray for the persecuted church, right? You know, um, you know, in the Bible, it says to visit the prisoners and, you know, people often, I think, misunderstand the context of that. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw this out. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am, but I could be, but it's just a caveat. I think when Paul was writing about visiting the prisoners, he wasn't talking about people in prison who did bad stuff. He was actually talking about people imprisoned for Christ who were thrown in prisoners in prison for being Christians. I believe that's who he was talking about. Now, it doesn't mean that prison ministry is a bad thing. It's not. I think it's a great thing. And I, I know many people who have gone into a prison and shared the gospel. And I, I actually know people today that actually do that, women and men. Um, but I think the context was people like Paul who were in prison. So that is, um, it's a very, it's a, it's a clear distinction, I think. Right, Bareface? Yeah. Well, in the illustration of the sheep and the goats, Jesus said, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me and I was in prison, you visited me as, Right. You know, as much as you do this, at least of these, my brethren, you did it yeah, unto me. me. Right. So there's that about visiting. Uh, we're talking, and, but in Hebrews 13, we don't know who the author is. I know many people believe it's Paul. I do not, but that's whatever. That's a whole nother discussion. But it talks about the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 13 talks about remembering those who are in bonds or in or chained or in prison depending on in what your translation says uh as though bound with them or though imprisoned with them he was 13:3 remember the prisoners as if chained with them those who are mistreated since you yourselves are also are you know are in the body also so to me that yeah, it's speaking of though of believers, you know, who are in the body of Christ and that are mistreated. Um and at that time it's clear that the the temple was still standing uh when the the letter of the epistle of the Hebrews was written, so that puts it before AD seventy, and then I would even say before AD sixty seven, when the siege of Jerusalem began. So Considering what was going on in Rome in that time, mm -hmm. um, in the um, in that period, the '60s, not the 1960s, the '60s. No, right. <laughs> like the first century people. Right. Um, I think it was depicted pretty well in that movie of Paul the Apostle, where we have Luke going in, sneaking into the city, and we got the people burning with torches, you know, as human torches and that sort of thing, and and the believers thinking, what are they going to, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty good picture of Rome at that time. So when the writer of Hebrews is saying, remember the prisoners have changed with them. Those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are also in the body. Yeah, is there mistreatment that goes on with our people in prison wrongly? 
you know, yes, you know, that's the whole, the freedom project and new DNA evidence, whatever. Right. Yes, mistreatment does happen in prison, but generally people are in prison, you know, that we think they're there doing time for a crime. And the, the sense of the, of the language in Hebrews 13 is that they're being mistreated altogether, that they don't belong in prison. And with that additional, since you yourselves are also in the body, Yep. Well, with that said, let me tell you who's coming on my show tomorrow. This, Do it. Tell I, me. I cannot wait. Tell us, Stacy. I will, Bareface. Yeah, I will. Do you guys like cupcakes? Oh my gosh, I love cupcakes. I love, I love sugar. I can't help it. I love ice cream. I do. I love ice cream. I love cupcakes. I love cake. I, I don't really love pie. True story. I'm not a big fan of pie. But I love me some good cupcakes. Yeah, I do. And it was about a month, maybe two months ago now, at one of our chamber events, uh, Mignon Francois came to visit and speak to our chamber. Um, and I'm telling you, this woman was a dynamo. Oh, my gosh. I When, when I say I've interviewed thousands of people, right? When I hear a speaker that inspires me like this woman did, I told her, you got to come on my show. You, she uh, rocked. Okay, so who is this person? I'll tell you who she is. She is the founder of the Cupcake Collection. Okay, you got to go to thecupcakecollection.com. Go there right now just for fun. Don't get off this show, but go go over in their other tab and go go to thecupcakecollection.com and look over. Uh, you can you can click over on her thing. It says our story, and then you can go read a little bit about the story. She is a Christian who founded this this amazing cupcake company co collection, and she is best known for the sweet potato cupcake. Okay, now. I personally have never had any of her cupcakes, but honestly, what I have to tell you is that I literally just got done doing a Zoom meeting for two hours with somebody else I was talking to right before the show, and I was telling her, and she's like, oh my gosh, I love her sweet potato cupcake. It's the, it's, it, she is known, she's the only person that makes this cupcake. Her company is number, I believe, 15 in all of America, number one in Tennessee. Okay, people come from across state lines to get this person's cupcakes. Yes, I'm telling you what, she has got this most powerful testimony. And so I was like, Lord, if she will come on my show, I'm going to have her come. And she agreed to come on the show to talk about, share her testimony, and also talk about how she went from, wait, let me tell you what it was. She went from five, I think it was $5. What was the thing I had posted yesterday? Wait, I'm going to get it perfect because they told me to use this title. Um, let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to scroll down through my Facebook because that's where my memory is. It's on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> um, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Ah, here it is. From $5 to over 5 million cupcakes sold. I don't know about you people, but I have not sold 5 million of anything. I've probably gotten 3 million, 4 million listeners by the time, you know, you watch this. Not all at one shot, but 
from $5 to over 5 million cupcakes sold. So this woman knows what she's doing. God has his hand on her. She has been doing amazing stuff. I tell you what, like I said, I have never honestly heard anybody more inspiring honestly in my entire life. And I'm not kidding you when I say this. I left that presentation, which I almost did not go to. The only reason I went to hear about cupcakes was because some of my other friends in business were like, oh my gosh, you got to hear her. She'll talk. You'll cry. You'll be so inspired. And I'm like, yeah, right. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pay my 10 bucks or whatever it was to go to this event. And I went to it. And I tell you what, I did cry. And, and I, my heart was just, I was like, oh my God. And after, at the end of hearing this woman talk, I was so like on fire. I mean, you talk about somebody who is amazing. I am not BSing you at all when I tell you, you need to be here tomorrow. If you are an entrepreneur, especially, you need to tune in tomorrow and tell all your entrepreneurial buddies because Mignon is going to share with you her story and how she went from being a single mother with no electricity to somebody asking her to make cupcakes to how she got her place. She literally went and she took some dirt, put it in a baggie and she, from the land and the home that she wanted that was for sale, she took it and she went and prayed over it. And she made this really ridiculous, impossible list of demands to get that place. And she got it. Just saying. Uh, amazing testimony. I told her, you need to write a book. And she goes, I'm going to write that down. I go, no, you need to. Look, I've interviewed thousands of people. You need to write a book because this book will explode. People want to, they need to hear this story. So I'm telling you, I've been waiting two months for this interview. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Time, if you are an entrepreneur, especially, or you want to be, tune in tomorrow. I guarantee you, you will not regret putting aside that hour. I guarantee you. And I have never been more serious than right now. Um, she, she is, completely amazing and everybody who knows who she is who I mentioned she's coming on my show was like oh my gosh I got to tune in tomorrow because they know if you've ever heard there are just some women you know who are just anointed and and I don't use that word lightly as you all know um you know she is uh, a minority right she's amazing just cannot wait and and you know I cannot wait to try her cupcake at some point uh, but tomorrow night, you got to be there. Okay. Also, also another offer for me. Many of you have heard me tell you recently that, um, you need to go ahead and go ahead and you need to go ahead and you need to, um, contact me if you want to send a card to somebody free. Okay. Because all I need is your email. I can send you a little email. It will tell you how you can send a car free to somebody. Okay. I uh, love send out cards. Okay. 
And this is just a really cool way to get you introduced to it. It's not going to cost you any money, literally, to send somebody a card. In fact, I'll send you a link to that thing, and then you can send me a card. How's that, people? It's so cool. So if you want to do that, don't feel pressured or anything, but it's so cool. It's just a fun tool. Get in touch with me. Also, I want to let you know, um, I read this article this week. It's titled, Identity Theft Rises Sharply During the Pandemic. I'm going to read some of it. Um, you don't have to bring it up, but you can. Okay. Because um, I want to share this with you. You guys know that ID Shield is a product that I offer for uh, people who want to buy it. This is what it says here. Most of us are aware of the seismic changes that COVID-19 pandemic has brought to the economy, society, and politics. In just the last few weeks, we've reported on the impact of COVID-19 on real estate, how the pandemic means that employees are losing trust in organizational leadership, and on why North Carolinians have, North Carolinians have challenged... Carolinians have challenged lockdown measures. There have been some subtle effects of the pandemic, though. One of these has been a spike in cyber attacks. Some of these have targeted international organizations, but many more, humble victim in mind, me and you. Experian has released research that indicates 16% of Americans have been the direct target of, of a COVID-related fraud. In this article, we'll look at the scale of the problem, why the pandemic has been such an opportunity for criminals, and what you can do to protect yourself. So, <clears throat> it says here, according to the Federal Trade Commission, Americans have lost over $68 million in scams and fraud schemes during that period. <clears throat> Maine and Massachusetts have been particularly hard hit, with Maine's Department of Labor reporting on June 11th that it had re received over... 17,000 reports of unemployment identity fraud this year. So far, the state's labor department says it has canceled about $13 million in benefits filed by 2,200 users after flagging them as fraudulent and is reviewing another 14,700 claims worth about $49 million. Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healy announced earlier this month that her office has received nearly 300 calls from residents claiming they've been victims of unemployment fraud scams. Why now? Look at the list of the states most affected by identity fraud schemes. Okay, I'm going to click over there so I can see. But it has, since the beginning of the year, though, and you'll see that there are not those most affected by the virus itself. In other words, it's not the pandemic that's caused the increase in identity theft or even the widespread order to work from home that has been issue in many of these states. Instead, it's the states that have been most affected are those that have received the highest levels of government relief funding. Okay, that makes sense. All right, then it talks a little bit about that. Okay, anyway, point, the states hit, hit the hardest are Maine, Massachusetts, Washington, Hawaii, and Rhode Island, according to the article they linked to. Anyway, why am I sharing this with you? Because I sell Legal Shield and identity theft protection. And trust me when I say I'm not getting wealthy off it, okay? I, I don't make a lot actually doing this as a side job. That's not going to happen for another 10 or 15 years, okay? <laughs> So I'm not selling Legal Shield for the money at this point. I mean, literally, I might make seven, five, six hundred bucks a month, depending on the month. 
That's not a lot of money, okay? It's not enough to live on by any stretch of the imagination. But what I can tell you is this product, the value of it is worth far more than the cost of it. And our, our new identity theft protection, if you do not have this, you guys, I'm not kidding you, you need to get it. I don't care who you are. If you're an individual, it will cost you about $15 a month. If you're a, a family, it'll cost you 30 bucks a month and cover your whole family. We cover everything. But they just laid out this brand new reputation management thing where it, it, it goes through all your social media um, and it takes care of, it shows you, it flags stuff. It just gives you all this crazy info to protect yourself. And if you're a business owner, you need that now more than ever. If you want to have your reputation look well online. Because you know what? There are people out there who are trying to scam you. They're trying to be you. And identity theft isn't about the money. It's about your identity. So I just want to throw that out. I want to just invite you to contact me if you want info on this. I can send you some info. You can look at it. I can answer all your questions about it. Because I don't want to see you guys get hurt. This week alone, me, your sweet and lovable host. I got four emails from U.S. Bank. Somebody applying for some type of account with them. I ended up on their fraud line talking to them to see what was going on and took care of it, right? Um, but what about people who don't have ID shields? What about people who have, don't have identity theft protection? Are you aware that only 20% of people have identity theft protection? 20%, which means 80% don't. Okay, so, so be smart, be proactive. And get yourself protected. The other product we sell is Legal Shield. You know what? Unfortunately, sadly, tragically, my former neighbor's son was killed this week. He was 19 years old. Uh, he was killed in a car accident. And I'm pretty sure he didn't have a will. Nobody wants to talk about it. I hate talking about it, to be honest with you. I don't like talking about it. I don't like talking about death and life all the time. I hate it. I hate talking about death. I really do. And I hate talking about stuff that people don't like to talk about. But I bring it up because with Legal Shield, you can get your will done. With Legal Shield, you can get protected. You can get legal advice. You can get contracts written or reviewed, rather. And you can, you can get letters written for you on your behalf for 25 bucks a month. And if you're a small business... You know, the range can be anywhere from 35 to $39 a month that will protect your business. That's an investment in protecting you and helping you out. And it's something that you can use every single month. And we give you member perks, people. We do. I have no problem selling it because the integrity of the product of Legal Shield is way up here. I mean, it's way far exceeds the cost or the investment that you'll ever spend. So again, if you have not heard more about this, please, you know, let me get in touch with me and talk to me, okay? Um, because I want you to be protected. This is not the time to be without legal protection, and it's certainly not the time to be without identity theft protection. I'm not kidding you. So pray about it and get in touch with me. And there, and look at those reviews, right? There's some verified reviews of people who've had our service. So. And Randall and I have, what, four letters that they've written? Attorneys have written four or five letters, actually, for us, helping us out. 
I'm, not for ID shield, but not ID for legal shield, shield. But yeah. So so that's the thing. Okay. All right. Also, if you just uh, if you like what we do here on Bible News Radio, you like our bold stance for the truth, the biblical truth, not the fluffy truth. I put that in quotes. Then we can use your help. You know, we did lose our sponsor earlier this year due to unseen circumstances that had nothing to do with us. Um, you know, we have, uh, um, you know, we're, we're actually 501c3. I'm waiting for the papers to come in, but everything, your donations are actually retroactive, nonprofit. Once we get that paperwork, um, please consider donating to us. Now you'll get a tax break. And what I can tell you is I did set up a new PayPal account, but it's not linked yet to our site. But you could still go and set up a thing, and then eventually we've got to get that fixed over there, Randall. Um, so your donations will go to Heart Tug International, which is the nonprofit name of our ministry, Heart Tug International. That's it. Write it down. If you want to do a monthly deposit by check, make it out to Heart Tug International. And we'll make sure to get it to the right place. And then you'll be able to get credit for that next year. When your taxes come around, you'll be able to get that tax write-off. Okay? Any donation size doesn't matter. You know, just give from your heart as God leads you to. Um, and you'll be blessed. And I want to thank you in advance for that. All right, Randall, what you got? You have anything next, mister? Or should I continue? Continue. I was just uh, reading the number of reviews over here. What site is this? This is um, consumeraffairs.com. And so I was reading the, the reviews of ID Shield. And um, <sighs> what is the overall rating? Um, four out of five stars based on 20 ratings. But. All right, Mama Gina says, Legal Shield rocks, ID theft protection rocks, much needed services. Mama Gina also sells it too. Mm -hmm. She's my associate. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah. Oh, I'll give you my address, Jerry. Actually, Jerry, my address is on my website. If you go to our Bible News Radio site, it's right there on the about page, I think. So you can actually go there. All right. Hey! The honesty policy is here. Nina Kay is in the house. Now, Nina Kay is a Periscope superstar. Yeah, she is. She has like 5 million viewers and gets 10,000 views per show. And yet, she still comes in to watch us. <laughs> yes, we're just like a gold. Yeah, we're a bronze star broadcaster. She's a gold star broadcaster, uh, which is totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh you know, speaking of identity theft, I actually pulled this story yesterday. I didn't give this to you, Randall, but I just want to read this short paragraph. This is, comes from STP, uh, stpcatalyst.com. It says here, St. Pete Postal Clerk charged with identity theft. I want you to hear what this person did. It says here, a U.S. Postal Service clerk in St. Petersburg was indicted on charges of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, identity theft, and theft of a postal key. The clerk identified as Jasmine Wynn of Ruskin photographed personal identifying information and bank account information from first-class mail and passport applications, according to a news release from the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Florida. Wynn then forwarded the photos to co-conspirators for use in bank fraud scheme, the news release said. The news release said she worked at the U.S. Postal Service retail location 
retail location uh, in St. Petersburg, but did not specify the address. I just, I pulled this up for a reason, because this was yesterday in yesterday's alert. She took pictures from po first, po first class mail and passport applications. Okay, passports. That is actually covered in our identity theft protection. You can get that monitored. And what I will also say is for a free service, you can actually go to USPS.gov, United States Postal Service.gov, sign yourself up for informed delivery. Okay? What informed delivery is, and this isn't part of ID Shield, but what informed delivery is, you should go sign up. And then every single day, what mail you're supposed to get, informed delivery, the post office scans your mail. It's the outside. They don't open it. They scan it, and then they send you an email telling you what you're going to get that day or, in a, or the next day. It depends on the day. That way you know. And if you go out of town, let's say you go out of town or you're out, let's say you're, you know, you live in Texas and you go to Michigan, just as an example, you put a hold on your mail, right? You still will get the email sent to you about what went to your mail that day that's on hold. So you still know what's coming in the mail before it gets to your house. Why is this important? Because if you don't get something in your mailbox, somebody may have stolen it. And that's why this service started. And I will tell you that some scammers have actually figured out a way to go around informed delivery by signing up fraudulently as you so that they can scope out when the bank statements and some stuff like that is coming to your house. There was actually news articles about that about a year ago. I happened to see because I tracked this stuff. <clears throat> so just be very careful, people. I personally like it because I like to go, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a card today from somebody I love. Or, ooh, that looks like a check. I don't get many of those. I get bills more than anything, but... <laughs> But it's a great service, so you should check it out. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? All right. Let me ask you something. The headline over on the Drudge Report right now is this. Hurricane warning, Texas hurricane watch in Hawaii. Uh-huh. That's and a then, statement, not a question. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the one that it was earlier. Mm. Yeah, I don't have it. Okay, what were you thinking what was on there earlier? I thought something about Donald Trump was on there. But I actually don't, don't have a... I have nothing else. Do you want to, do you want to say something? I need to take a drink of water. My I right ear is bugging me. I've got fluid in my ear, I can tell. Trump says he often regrets his tweets and retweets. Um... Really? Yeah, apparently. Not surprising. He's a hothead New Yorker. What do you expect? Hey, yeah, TR, fun I guy. think someone else should manage his Twitter account. Oh, come on. I think it's fun to have President Trump as a president. That is, that is fun. Give me a T. Give mm -hmm. me a R. Give me a U, U, U. Give M. <laughs> P. You know, that's fodder for... Ugh. Ask me if I give a crap what you think about that. Just mm. saying. Oh, wait. I must be related to Trump. Mm. Give me a T. Yeah. Right, can I do the beat? Wait. How, how do you do that? 
never mind. Like beatboxing? Yeah. I don't know. Go ahead, you do it. You're the white guy. It's <laughs> not working here, but it doesn't work with the windscreen. You got him. You got to have like the pure vocal dynamic mic. These condenser mics. With you know, the, even though I don't screen. trust Trump like 100%, what I would say is that he's way better than the alternative people. If you want if you want America to become Marxist again, or ever, first time ever in the history of America, then vote for a stupid Democrat. Emphasis on dumb, stupid Democrats. No offense if you're a Democrat, but you're not that smart if you are one. And I don't care that I just made you mad at me, because you're probably not watching me anyway, because... Smart people watch this show, not dumb people. If that offends you, this probably isn't the show for you. <laughs> That's right. If that offends you, this isn't the show for you. Um, yeah, that is. That's why what is we my CPU never... at 100%? I don't know. No idea. Probably from the Drudge Report. Who <laughs> <laughs> likes, with... <laughs> likes to refresh ads with, every... with their ads. Yeah. Yeah. Are anybody else dealing with allergies right now? I suspect so. I think, you know, you know, um, Claritin and all those other meds continue to do well because people. Yeah. Hey, my friend Lynette told me all about this great homeopathic medicine, which I should take because my ear is really bugging me. Uh, but anyway. All right, so in all seriousness, which I am serious, of course, and, um, oh, yeah, it's right over there. Here, hand that to me. What? The homeopathic stuff. Cold comb? Yeah, this stuff is really good. For those of you who have a cold, have you tried cold comb? I have. This stuff rocks. Check that out. This is cold relief. You can use it for allergies, though. It's kind of blurry. Maybe it's just my vision. But anyway, this is homeopathic. It's all... There's non-drowsy, known drug interactions. This one takes care of nasal congestion, minor sore throat, sneezing, and runny nose. This is not a paid endorsement. Just no, so you know. it is not a paid endorsement, but I highly recommend it. It works great. I've only needed one box so far. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> I also want to invite you to my Bible study Tuesday night, okay? Uh, in case you didn't know... I actually am doing a Zoom Bible study on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. I'm going through the little book of Jude, which is known as the Acts of the Apostates. Okay? An apostate is somebody who is a false teacher, basically. Short version. If you want to join me in a top secret confidential Zoom Bible study, you want to come in and meet me in person. Let's say you haven't done that yet. You want to come in and be a part of my little Bible study then get in touch with me. Contact me, and I will give you the link to our Bible study. You can become a part of our little Bible study as we go through the book of Jude. Also, put it on your calendar, people. If you can be available next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central for one hour, then come be a part of my Bible study. I'd like to introduce you to some other people who are in my Bible study. Also, here's the other thing. Um... Daily Disciples, that's my Facebook group. Every single day I'm in there talking, you know, for, I don't know, 5 to 15 minutes 
I try not to go over that. Uh, just sharing some thoughts from the Word of God, right? It's called Daily Disciples for a Reason. I don't take a day off. Try not to anyway. Um, and today I talked a little bit about um, it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. The Slight Edge. There's a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It's a really good book. You should get it, uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're into personal development. Um, it's easy to read the Bible every day, but it's also easy not to read the Bible every day. The question is, what will you choose <clears throat> and what is the long-term effect of what your choice is, right? I know a lot of people struggle with being in God's word every day. I do too. Sometimes, not every day, but you know, I, there are days I'm like, really, you know, cause I'm human, right? We're all human. The point of our daily disciples is to encourage you that you're not alone. You got partners walking with you, holding you accountable and encouraging you, you and your faith. Cause you know what, you guys, this is a dark day. We are living in dark times. If you don't think so, I don't know where you're at cause it's a dark day. Christianity is under attack. Churches are being told they can't meet. You got wicked governors like Gavin Newsom in California trying to silence the church. You got churches rising up in California basically telling you, oh, well, put me in jail. I mean, there's a whole lot of garbage going on. And um, Google, YouTube, all these liberal platforms, if you're lucky to see me, that are banning and, and Facebook hiding people of faith it's real right it's totally real people so um so you don't have to be alone in your walk that's my point so check out daily disciples in my facebook group if you have a hard time finding it just send me a, a, an email or a message or whatever I'll, I'll get you in it all right and lastly don't forget to pray 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 and pray you know pray that people don't get this covid thing you know, pray that people who are freaking out because if you don't wear a mask, pray that they don't lose their mind. You know, pray that people who are Democrats become Christians and become Republicans. <laughs> Randall's laughing. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be dead serious. Uh, yeah, if you're a Democrat and that offends you, the show is probably not for you. <laughs> just saying uh, anyway you are not alone as I keep getting email we are in this together just so you know no we're not some sane people are not in this together okay our government is trying to silence us they're trying to separate us they're trying to isolate us then they're going to vaccine us they want to vaccinate us right no mm -mm. We may talk about that some other day, but in the meantime, remember tomorrow night, Mignon Francois is my guest, the Cupcake Collection. You will be inspired. I guarantee you, if you tune in tomorrow, you are going to be inspired. And if you're not, I'll give you your money back. Guaranteed. Okay. All right. So with that said, as I always say at the end of every show, be bold, people. Be bold. Be bold. Stand up, people. It's about time you stand up for what you believe in, even if people are going to push you back. You know what? What you do is you go, bring it on. Be bold. <laughs> stand up. And yeah, go go with God. You know what? Because when God's on your side, nobody can be against you. Read Romans 8. And he loves you because he loves you. All right? And we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>